Well, hey there, and welcome to Bustin' Out of Breast Cancer, the show that has us straight talking about surviving and thriving breast cancer with health and fitness using the smile method. I'm Shannon Burroughs, your host for the show, and also a breast cancer survivor and fitness professional who specializes in cancer exercise. The purpose of this show is to just really share my journey and other survivors' stories, along with the importance of exercise, healthy living, and cancer. I want to be able to help other breast cancer survivors take back control of their lives to become the best version of yourself by educating, empowering, and inspiring you throughout your cancer journey and beyond. Welcome back to Busting Out of Breast Cancer. On today's episode, let's talk about stress, anxiety, and cancer. But hey, before we do that, I have an announcement. Listen up. Before you've already tuned me out, listen up. After today... After Friday's episode today, February 5th, 2021, episodes are going to be moving from Fridays at 6 a.m. Eastern Time download to Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Eastern Time download. So make sure you mark your calendar or switch your dates or whatever it is. Whenever you go to find the new episodes, make sure you mark your calendars. New episodes after today will be Wednesdays, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. So make sure you tune in. I can't wait to hang out with you still. So let's talk about stress, anxiety, and cancer, shall we? I know with this whole COVID thing still happening, it really it really just brings added stress onto our lives. Assuming maybe even you're going through a brand new diagnosis, or maybe you're still going through treatment or you're in recovery and you're all alone. That just adds even more stress into your life that is unnecessary. We want to be able to help each other out, like guide each other and, and work through some different ways of managing that stress. So, I mean, as it is, getting a diagnosis of cancer can cause significant emotional burden on like you and your family. The persistent, I don't know, times of going in and out of the doctor's offices for treatment and maybe you're even years into survivorship and you're still stressed. You're stressed because you're not sure if the cancer is going to come back. You are always worrying about every ache, pain, headache, strain, whatever it is that you have, whenever you're a cancer survivor, you constantly have that in the back of your head, which does not help with your stress level, right? And also can add on with depression and anxiety. Those are just two or three of the common that us cancer patients go through, more so than the average general population. Now, if you already suffer with anxiety and depression, it just makes it like tenfold. We want to be able to try to focus on our mindset and how we can really help get you yourself as a cancer patient or survivor, or maybe even a caregiver, help you help your loved ones get through their cancer journey. This isn't even just about having cancer. This really is about average health, healthy living. This is about healthy living and how we can manage stress and anxiety in our life. Chronic stress can wreak total havoc on our mind and body. There's different levels of stress. There's the short-term stress, and then there's the long-term stress. The short-term stress is more along the lines of, oh my gosh, like I have this, you know, I'm speaking gig coming up and I'm really nervous, or I have this test coming up that I'm really excited about, or maybe you even stress out about the holidays. Those, those are what we call short-term or acute stresses. They tend to subside, you know, after the event or the occurrence takes place, right? That stress comes from the situations that you know you can manage and you can get through. Now, I talked briefly back on one of my, my newer episodes where I discussed how I actually got into the doctor. That was because I had hormone issues. I had hormone imbalances. And those hormone imbalances basically had me being estrogen dominant, meaning my estrogen levels were extremely high 
and my cancer was 90% estrogen driven, 40% progesterone driven, but my progesterone level is very low. And I know this hindsight going back to having to go through in vitro fertilization to have my daughter. Clearly I had infertility issues. Progesterone being one of the primary hormones is, you know, it, it plays a part in maintaining a healthy pregnancy or even, you know, achieving a healthy pregnancy. So in addition to a low level of progesterone, you suffer from depression, anxiety, and moods and mood swings, not to mention like a low libido, total fatigue and foggy thinking. So those times where we feel like we just can't remember anything, ladies, let me tell you, there's a lot that goes into the hormones. So that can cause added stress as well, right? Like you think about, okay, you start getting crazy. I made myself crazy thinking, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. I'm going to die because I couldn't figure out why I was so anxious and why, you know, I would get depressed and have such mood swings. Well, it was attributing to my low progesterone levels. So it's very important that you really think about before you go jumping into any medications or think that you have to be on anxiety or depression medication. Let's talk about getting our hormones checked. Okay. Because that may be able to relieve some of your stress to begin with. And let's not forget with a low low, uh, progesterone level, you get a slow metabolism, which then allows you to gain weight around your midsection, and you start having sugar cravings. Okay, well, gaining weight, if that's not going to depress you or give you stress levels, not figuring out how you can actually do that, well, let's try to avoid that, shall we? All right, so... Not all stress is equal, right? We know we just talked about the short-term and the long-term stress. And the short-term stress is your basic average daily stresses, right? But what happens when you go through serious stress, you release those chemicals into your body, which we call our bad bad chemicals in our body, right? We call those adrenaline and cortisol. And what happens is your body goes into that fight or flight mechanism, right? Setting off an alarm that tells your body, oh my God, okay, we have to go be on high alert. We need to figure out what to do. Um, You know, whether it's your nerves, your hormone signals, whatever that is, it prompts your adrenal glands to release those hormones of adrenaline and cortisol. So imagine if there's like, you know, somebody jumps out of a closet, I can we play this game in our house where somebody jumps out of a closet because we like to scare one another. Boom, you immediately go into fight or flight like, oh my gosh, what the heck was that? I wasn't expecting that because you're scared, right? So same thing goes holds true if a dog is charging after you and you need to run or maybe you're falling. Let's talk about that for a second. Anybody else here? Raise your hand. Does anybody else have the fear of falling or fear of heights? That's one of mine. That's one of my stressors, my stressors all the time. I am scared to death of heights. It's petrified. I've done everything I can to try to manage. I've tried to conquer my fears. I literally sometimes can get scared walking up really high levels of um, stairs. And we have this water park near us called the Rapids Water Park. And God forbid if there's a line, I know I'm sidetracking right here, but this talks about managing your stress levels and talks about (laughs) releasing the adrenaline and cortisol into your body. If that line is long and I have to wait in line, I legit go full-blown panic attack. Palms are sweating. I can't breathe. So one thing that I did was like, I'm going to conquer this fear. So I did it with my husband and my daughter and my niece. I cried. Friends, I cried. I was so scared. I just kept breathing. I kept breathing. I kept breathing. That was one of my techniques that I used. I'm going to pause that right there because we're going to talk about different techniques to deal with that stress in just a few minutes. 
So, all right, so let's talk about the adrenaline and the cortisol. Adrenaline is going to increase your heart rate. It actually elevates your blood pressure and boosts your energy supplies. So when you have those feelings of that adrenaline um, running through your body, it, it gives you that, oh my God, like I'm freaking out. I am stressed out. Now what's going to happen to me? What's going to happen next? I didn't expect that, right? Then you add in cortisol, which is your primary stress hormone. That is going to increase your sugars, your glucose, and your bloodstream which then enhances your brain's use of glucose and increases the availability of that substance that repairs tissues. Cortisol also actually curbs functions that are non-essential to your detrimental in fight or flight situation. It alters your immune system responses and suppresses your digestive system, your reproductive system, and your growth systems. Well, how's that for like a combat field right there? Like those are your natural alarm systems for your body that help your brain regulate your your mood, your motivation, and your fear. So if you're constantly stressed and you're constantly worried about things, you're going to be in a mood of angry, frustrated, depressed. You're not going to have the motivation to want to do anything, which includes you're not going to want to exercise because you're not making the right choices. You're not going to want to see friends. You're not going to want to make changes because sometimes that hole can be so dark and deep, you can't get out of it. And then you fear, oh my God, what if I can never get out of this? Am I always going to be depressed the rest of my life? No, no, you don't have to be. Let's talk about how we can get through that. Let's talk about how we can address and manage our stress levels because stress in the body is really just going to kill you. All right. So we want to be able to keep and monitor our blood pressure, our cortisone levels, our adrenaline levels, our heart rate, you know, we want to keep those at ba- at baseline. And when you activate those stress levels for too long, you are in serious risk of having like major health problems, which is diagnose anxiety, depression, digestive problems, headaches, heart disease, sleep problems, weight gain, everything we just talked about, memory and concentration. I mean, come on. Those are all a recipe for disaster like I've talked about before. Nobody wants to be depressed. Nobody wants to gain weight. And, and with COVID, honestly, it doesn't help at all because we are stuck in our homes. We are asked to be isolated. We are asked to be not around our loved ones, do our normal normal daily activities. And this, of course, depends and varies greatly on where you are located, whatever region you are. And God forbid, if you live up north and you're dealing with snowstorms and having to be stuck inside and add on top of that, maybe you have little kids or you have kids who are in school and you're having to, to homeschool, Those are all, all factors for falling into stress and anxiety, which let's talk about cancer with that, right? So the question sometimes is, does stress actually cause cancer? Well, there's no real study that says that it causes cancer, but what it does is it promotes the growth and spread of some forms of the disease, right? So there's there's nothing that says, oh my God, I'm going to be stressed and I've been so stressed that it caused cancer. But it is definitely related to the growth and spread of those cells, all right? So sometimes when you're caring for a loved one or dealing with a loved one or you're unemployed, um, that has the potential to carry on long-term chronic stress, which is damaging, right? Those are, those are the damaging types of stresses. And we want to be able to fight through that. We want to find healthy ways to manage those stresses. And listen, maybe you need to go straight to, you know, professional, whether it's a psychologist, a psychiatrist to manage that stress. But 
I, you know, being that I'm a firm advocate of, you know, being an advocate, number one, for yourself and your own health, trying to manage things on your own, I guess you could say in a holistic manner. Sure, that's fine. You can use those words. But let's talk about ways we can manage that ourselves. Let's talk about how exercise releases those good hormones, your endorphins, right? They make you feel good and happy and then releases those other good hormones, which have to do with um, your appetite, with your ghrelin hormone and making sure that you feel satiated rather than full all the time. And let's also talk about sleep again, shall we? That magic, magic pillar in, in your life is the adequate sleep. You want to be able to get six seven to eight. I'm going to say seven to eight hours of sleep. I know that sometimes is a lot for some people, but listen, an active and adequate amount of sleep totally affects your mood, your memory, and the ability to focus. I mean, it goes through whether you are a student in middle school. Prime example, my daughter stayed up late on a sleepover and it was almost like she was hungover for two days because she just could not pull it together because they tried to pull an all-nighter thinking that that was really fun. She was moody. She was miserable to be around. She couldn't focus. She was horrible in school on that Monday, and she really realized what it was like to have poor sleep. Okay, let's talk about exercise. Whether you do meditation, whether you do yoga, whether you do HIIT training, whether you're just going to start walking, do something that's going to be beneficial to your health. Start with 10 minutes a day. Go for a walk around the block. Can't do the block? Okay. Walk up and down the stairs. Go find a treadmill. Maybe you have a, a treadmill in your house or in a, in a local gym. You know, start with that. Maybe do some yoga. Find a meditation that you like. There's plenty of apps out there that are really good. Um, even just simply starting with, I am. I am this. I want this. Put that stuff out there into the universe. Focus on those things that you control. Control your lifestyle. I like to call it hashtag lifestyle by design. All right. So link your brain to those those positive thoughts, those positive emotions, and release those unhealthy thoughts and processes. Another thing you can do is start journaling. Start journaling um, your feelings and then looking back on how you're talking to yourself, how, how are you thinking about yourself and what are some ways that you can change that? Is it going to be self-talk? Is it going to be more exercise? Listen, they say you should be doing at least four to five. I like to say five to six times of weekly exercise, 30 to 60 minute intervals is great. I, depending on what it is that you're doing, I, I like to structure my workout specific to HIIT training for high intensity metabolic training, um, just because it's really good for your body and your um, optimal hormone function. Um, also helps with your progesterone balance. And I'm pretty sure that's key to us women as we age and definitely going through breast cancer and perimenopause and menopause. So I suggest you find a group of friends, find a group of friends that are going to be, you know, they're going to allow you to Go through whatever things are helpful for you and they'll be supportive for you. They'll help you get through that. Maybe you need a walking buddy. Let them be your walking buddy. Maybe you need to just vent. Listen, if you're alone and you're going through this anxiety, the stress, your cancer journey, by all means, please find yourself a great support system. Whether it's in your local community, whether it's online, whether it's your friends, whoever that might be. Listen, I invite you to come into to our private Facebook group, which is Breast Cancer Health and Wellness Group. I invite each and every single one of you, if you need to get through your journey with somebody that can relate to what you're going through, whether it's nutrition, whether it's exercise, depression, anxiety, 
all of those things or even just one of them. Listen, I'm here for you. We have a great group of people in this group. It is private. So if you are a patient, a breast cancer patient, survivor, or caregiver, I invite you in. I welcome you with open arms. So there's another avenue for you for support. I got you covered. Um, If you would like to, you know, just reach out to me on on Facebook or Instagram, please, by all means, I am happy to help you. Because not only is going through cancer a struggle, dealing with depression, anxiety, and mood swings, and weight gain on top of it, I mean, it's just, it's a nightmare for us women. So if there's any guys listening to this, I want you to know the struggle is real for us women as we go through these hormonal differences and imbalances and just please bear with us. Please bear with us. We are not crazy. We already think that we're crazy as it is. So, you know, don't make us feel even worse. You know, don't, don't argue with us. Just try to help and be supportive. And that goes for just friends in general. Just ask, is everything okay? You know, when's the last time you had this checked? When's the last time you went to the doctor? Just different things like that to help try to manage that stress. So again, stress, anxiety is super prevalent in many of us and definitely with a cancer diagnosis and a cancer journey and even into survivorship. So it's real. The struggle is real. We're all in this together. I have your back. I want to support you. I want to be there for you. So feel free to reach out. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. I hope this week's episode has somehow changed your life with a smile and has empowered you or inspired you to become a better version of yourself. If you like this podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, we are now switching to Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Eastern time. Go ahead and leave a review. That really helps other breast cancer survivors know that this is the place to be to help them through their own journey. And by all means, share with your friends because we all know sharing is caring. I just want to remind you, if you're looking for guidance through your breast cancer journey or know someone that could use some help, head on over to our private Facebook group. I will put the link in the show notes, Breast Cancer Health and Wellness Group, and visit my website, shannonbrose.com. You can download any free resource and also make sure you, you sign up to log in for my newsletter. That way you never miss any helpful content. All right, my friends, until next week, live well, laugh often, and love much.